Welcome, welcome everybody to A Certain Point of View. It is Monday evening and we are live for our second episode of this new version of POV. We're very excited tonight, uh, talking some very, very exciting topics um, in the world of entertainment. Obviously, if you see the thumbnail, which you should, uh, you can see that we are talking everything the House of the Dragon as well as Star Wars. Um, some very interesting things have been coming out from Star Wars the past couple days. Um, so we're going to talk about it, because why not? Because we love Star Wars. So, uh, But as you can see, there's one of us missing today. Uh, Jill's got quite a busy week, so she'll be taking this week off. And I got Brian and Molly with me. Uh, guys, how are we doing? It's Monday, start of the week. Everyone doing okay? Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> It's Monday. It feels like a Monday. I had a migraine all day yesterday, which sucked. Uh, and I can kind of still feel it in there. It's like refusing to die all the way. It's one of those. But what are you going to do? Drugs. Yeah. You <laughs> yes. And is, that, is that your remedy, Brian? You do drugs? Hey, if I need a migraine, I'm there if I need a migraine. If I've got a migraine, I'm going to need to throw some Tylenol extra strengths back to get rid of it. So <laughs> legal drugs. Yeah. Oh, Over yeah. For yeah, the yeah. counter drugs. Yeah. 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 That's what they're called. These extra strengths. That's what they're called these days. Mm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Andy, yes, it is one of the little wizard boy, wizard boy. You're correct. You're correct. I, uh, I, I was looking at old videos and looked at last week's, and someone said, uh, Of us? Yeah. Okay. And they said, uh, It was like, New era, still no one asking Jake how he is. So, good. how are you doing? I mean, it's very true. I saw that comment too because I get the notifications or the the. I think I get emails when someone comments on the videos, and I saw that one. I was like, "Oh, that's funny." I wonder if anybody would actually see that or not. Um, nice. I'm okay. I'm 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 good. It was a Monday. I mean, look, it was a Monday. Mondays are always a little rough, you know, getting back from the weekend and everything. Um, I'm starting my second week in my job, uh, my new job, and so. Uh, getting the hang of everything, the process, how it's going to work, time frame, all that type of stuff. So um, still very new to it all, obviously, but uh, it's been good so far. It's been good. I've been playing around with a lot of different things, being creative, which I really enjoy. So uh, I'm good. And last night was a lot of fun. We had our trivia last night. Um, we did our original horror trivia on POV Patreon. Um, congratulations to our mod Vapion for taking the victory. Mm -hmm. Very narrow victory. How uh, many trivias has he won now? That is his fifth victory. All right, we gotta we gotta step it up. That's he what Brian Brian mentioned that to me, and I I think I gotta I gotta I gotta put some twists and turns in there to make these people stumble because I mean he got thirty six, Chuck got thirty five, and then Billy got thirty four. All right, um, I thought it was close. Wait, Chuck was yeah. there? Chuck yeah, was there. Chuck was there, and Andy. Gets the MVP award because he knew nothing and participated. He got a solid four points. No, no, no. He got eight points because he doubled his points. Oh. Yes. Oh, did he double? I don't know if he doubled or not. Well, he I said mean, four. So he I bet his four. That. So four plus four is eight. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Give yourself credit um, where you lovely. deserve it. Yeah. No, it was fun. It was fun. But yeah, my day's been, you know, it's been good. It's been long. Um, I get home later than I usually do. So, uh, I, I I'm running around as soon as I get home. So yeah, um, our Mondays and Tuesdays have been fairly slow because it's like as soon as the new Andor episode drops, the, the rest of our week is crazy. But I was uh, shopping for my suit 
today that I'm going to be wearing mm. as a groomsman. Are you wearing a, is it a black suit? Yeah, it's just a plain black suit. But like women shopping for suits, it, I don't know why they've made it so much harder. They, there's not like one specific area. There's like blazers over there, pants way over here. It's just like, there's no like suit section for women. It's all separated at this, at least the store that I shop at, the one that I got my wedding uh, suit from, it was all separated too. Like the pants were in one area, dress shirts were in the other. So you had to walk in like three different directions before you can actually go to the dressing room. So, yeah. And I haven't put on a pair of dress pants in years. So I was like, I don't know what these are supposed to look like. (laughs) That's awesome. Is is the wedding soon? It is uh, November 12th. Oh, hmm. in Galveston, Texas. Oh, that's cool. Another destination that's... wedding. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Are you driving or flying? Flying. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that would be a drive, wouldn't it? Quite a drive, yeah. Yeah, because Galveston is like way down. Well, you'd have on to go through what? You're near Mexico. Yeah. You can well, cross Galveston, the like, where all the cruise ships leave from. Yeah, I believe it's a port. I'm pretty sure it's a port. It's one of the Um, main ports. No, that's awesome. That's exciting. Uh, All right, look, we we have some really fun things to talk about tonight. Let's get into it. Uh, We have two Star Wars things to talk about tonight, but we're going to first start with the one that's kind of been making its rounds around social media. That is this unknown mystery project coming from David Lindelof. Um, And yesterday, late last night, actually, I think it was Deadline announced that the uh, Miss Marvel director, uh, and I'm pulling up her name right now, Charmaine uh, Obeyed yeah, Chinoy, I believe, yeah. is the way that you pronounce her name. Uh, she has been tapped to direct this mystery movie for Lucasfilm, which is very exciting. Coming from Miss Marvel, staying in the Disney family, seems to have worked. And then uh, earlier today, uh, only about two hours ago, Uh, A new writer was brought on board, and his name is, oh, goodness, all these links. Um, (laughs) Justin Brinkinson. Yes, thank you. He's (laughs) co-writing it with David Lindelof. Um, And then The Hollywood Reporter dropped this little news bit that basically was trying to explain what this movie was about and where it is, but not really giving him any information. Uh, The hottest lead at the moment is that it's taking place after episode nine and the post- Skywalker era um, and that it's kind of a sequel but not a sequel it could have familiar characters but not have familiar characters so really in at this moment in time it seems like it's just a movie that's happening and we don't know what it is um, I, I'll I, even with that said I'll just say that I, I'm excited because we're getting Star Wars movie news mm-hmm. like it feels like forever like we went through Star Wars celebration not getting movie news like that's crazy to think about um, and obviously the Patty Jenkins stuff, uh, it unfortunately got delayed. And then Ryan Johnson's movies have been in limbo forever. And then you have Kevin Feige's, which is kind of a mystery thing. We don't know what's happening with Taika's. So it's all been all over the place. And then this happens. So it can kind of get us excited, right? I mean, I kind of, there's a part of me that's like, fool me once, shame <laughs> on you, fool me twice, shame on me, yeah. like... The Ryan Johnson stuff and then the Patty Jenkins stuff. I'm like, I saw this news and I almost was like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like it, 
it's hard to get me excited after getting let down a couple of times, but it is nice to see things kind of in motion. And it's interesting that like, like you said, this released late last night, obviously they're trying to ride the trending train of uh, house of the dragon. So that makes Social sense. Media, yeah. Um, but I like the addition of these two people, you know, the, uh, what's her name? Charmaine Obechnoi. She was, she worked on Miss Marvel and like mm -hmm. her episodes of Miss Marvel were really awesome. And I don't know what much about the writer guy, Justin Britt Gibson. I know he worked on the strain. Yeah. I don't uh, know what the strain is. I've never even heard of it. If I'm being honest. It's actually pretty cool. We watched the first season and I, I guess we just kind of trailed off of it, but it was, it's a Guillermo del Toro vampire show. And oh, okay. It was, it was pretty good, but vampires in star Wars always down. Yeah. So I, I have high hopes, but yeah. I've kind of just learned to just, okay. <laughs> like it's so sad, isn't it? Like, Four or five years ago, like we were Star Wars stuff was happening like all the time. Like they were talking about things and castings and all this stuff. And then over the last like maybe year, it's just been crickets about well, everything Star Wars movies. I saw something on Twitter yesterday that said like Kathleen Kennedy said like people need to shut up with the stuff mm -hmm. about Star Wars getting out. <laughs> and, that, and then like more stuff keeps coming out. So I'm like, well, someone's not listening. I mean, it's kind of true, though. Like, I can see, like, why they're so kind of cagey about some of this information. Because, yeah, as soon as anything gets out, people get their hearts set on it, which, mm -hmm. and then it leads to what happened. So, I mean, how many times have we seen stuff, like, announced, but not actually make its way to a movie screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, at, I mean the Game so of Thrones dudes. Oh, yeah. Freaking. Well, I mean, they shot, a, they shot a pilot episode of the Game of Thrones show and then scrapped it. Spent $30 million for nothing. Yeah. So it's like, you need to just <laughs> not say anything. And uh, to be completely honest, I'm not even like opposed right now to like the lull gap in between Star Wars movies, like, I mean, it is kind of nice to have a little bit of a breather after getting so many it, in yeah. like four years. I think it was so yeah, just four years. I'm not entirely like rushing for one because Star Wars has always, I think, been a little bit more special. It seems like when that stuff comes out, like. um it never was that way with Marvel where it was just kind of like, it, you kind of just always were getting stuff cranked out. Now it's at a faster speed. Star Wars. I, I mean, when I when the prequels were announced, that was a big deal. Then it went away for a long time. Then you got the sequels that you didn't think you were ever going to get. And that was, the whole thing so it's like i don't know it's I, star wars has always kind of been a little bit more special in the movie department like i don't need a star wars cranked out 
once a year, multiple times a year, maybe. Yeah. And it's true because, like, we had, we did have those big gaps in between all the trilogies. But I feel like when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they had plans on plans on plans for this, that, and the other. And we're talking about all that stuff. So they did that with the sequel trilogy. They cranked those out on time. And, you know, Solo came out at a specific time that they wanted it to and that didn't perform well. So they're like, oh, maybe we should. Even that was too rushed because they were so close in release dates. And all the stuff with Solo changing, basically being rewritten. uh, Yeah, it's it's weird. And now, you know, we we're getting so much with the Disney plus live action shows, which is great. So many shows. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it feels kind of like they're shoving it down our throats to keep us from asking about like, where's our movies. They're like, here, watch all this TV crap. (laughs) Hey, I'm not opposed to it. As far as the TV stuff, as long as you're giving me quality, like TV stuff with great stories, Okay, like I don't need a movie as often. Like a movie can be a special event. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's. I mean, Andor feels like I'm watching a movie. It feels yeah. like a really long movie, and it's fan freaking tastic. Um, Mandalorian feels like a great show, and you're satisfied by it. So if I'm getting those types of things in between, like I'm fine with it. It's I don't need it a movie at this point. So, but if you want to throw in like a special, here's a a movie, a really good movie that we've been working on for a while in between all these shows, like that's fine. I'm not, I mean, that's fine with me. If you want, if they wanted to continue doing it that way. Yeah. That's something in that one of the articles, I think it was the Hollywood reporter article said it had, it was planning to be just a single, like one-off mm-hmm. movie, but could keep going depending on its success. Yeah. So that's interesting because it's, it's there's no Skywalkers, but they're talking about potentially using characters from the sequel trilogy. So I'm thinking like Poe, Finn. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Rose. Which those two are the ones that sound like they would not want to come back the most that have been outspoken like. Yeah, well, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, he he actually rewinded on his comments after kind of sitting back on it. But John Boyega, yes, wants no part of it. Yeah, um, he, he, he no, he out. he did say more recently that like he he likes kind of the direction where it's going, and he seems a little bit more upbeat about it. So I don't know. I'm sure I think he would come back. His own thing. He would... if they made him a Jedi, threw him up on screen with a lightsaber yes i think he would come back probably he's probably very sour the fact that he got to wield one in the first movie and then now he's not he would he didn't become one i mean rightfully so i'd be pretty pissed too (laughs) yeah i just don't know how i would feel if we got those characters and not ray i'd be sad yeah it it just seems like when you watch this the sequel trilogy as much as i love some of the other characters her story is the one that you can see continue on continuing on the most. Um, just because like Poe and Finn, I'm sure are doing some really cool things and maybe within the rebellion and, or the resistance, excuse me. And 
fighting or doing whatever. But at that point, what we know of as the First Order or an Empire, they're supposed to be gone. Ray is on the Jedi path, and that story is obviously it has a little bit more to it. So it would make sense to include her. Yeah. And I think if you didn't, people would be asking, okay, well, if you're telling a story about Poe and Finn, where's Ray? Right. Like, like he should be training with Ray, unless yeah. Ray has a very specific goal in mind. Like she's she's gotta go on some standalone like adventure. Yeah. Well, I've been saying yourself. for years that if they do another like sequel, try to do like something like that, the next bad guy needs to be or whatever you want to call it. Threat. Like, <laughs> threat. Thank you. That's a much better word. Um, it needs to be like an outside alien race. Like it needs to be like, honestly, I, I mean, this is just me. You mean like what they're doing with the High Republic? I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure. Like that. I meant, I well, so when I was reading, and I haven't read them all yet, so don't spoil it. But um, I, the way that Timothy Zahn was setting up the Chiss, I thought like that there was potential for them to like the Chiss to be the next big threat coming into like star wars because they were kind of just like always hiding in the shadows like they're on the outside and then eventually maybe they just make their move like i could see like some type of something like that like this looming threat that has been outside of in the outer rim not noticeable setting up an army and then eventually just kind of making their presence known but it i don't think i think star wars is at a point you you need to get into different species races alien like it's so yeah vast i'm worried that though like the casual audience would see that and say well they're just doing what marvel did with aliens i mean i i just it's one thing like I've just always thought was like so interesting that Star Wars is in this galaxy where there's millions of different species and whatnot. And like casually we've seen like 20 like uh, pop up probably more than usual. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, my immediate is like, Ithorians, the what? I don't know. Twi'leks. It would be so hard to do Ithorians, <laughs> like a that, like an army of it them. Would, it would be very. It would be very hard. It would be my dream. very hard. My, I, Ryan, I don't, I, I don't think that's ever gonna happen, Ryan. But it's I, just like those. I mean, you there's a select few, whatever Greedos species. I forget right now. Rodian. Yeah, like there's like ten or to twenty that you just pretty much always see. Like, it doesn't need to be those 20 every time. Like, give us a whole new threat species. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I'd be dope. Or, like, or go back to criminal gangs. Like, organizational yeah. crime. Go that's for that's, that's, that's what I would like to see. I want to see something, like, a little bit smaller scale. Um, Maybe even, like, a... Uh, 
a sect of people that are trying to re- recreate the Jedi because the Jedi are gone except for Rey. So it's like she doesn't really have anywhere to go, anyone to go to. So I wonder if there's like a group of people out there that's like trying to restart the Jedi, but they're doing it in like the wrong ways and like she runs into them or something like that. I don't, I think that would be cool to, to involve it more with the idea of the Jedi and what that word means anymore. I, I think that would be like a perfect follow-up of episode nine and kind of what that story, like if you're doing a sequel slash, you know, original movie that takes place after episode nine and follows Ray, for example, you don't include any other characters from those movies and you follow her journey. That's not a Skywalker movie. That's just a movie about Ray and what she's doing. Yeah. And, you know, people argue, obviously, well, her, she said her name is Skywalker. It's not a Skywalker saga movie. If she's going on an individual adventure, maybe like what Molly said, or, you know, she's searching out relics or temples or whatever it could be. It just makes the most sense. If yeah. it went that way, I don't Have know do how like else a- you would do it. Have her do like a pilgrimage and yeah, you no, know, just make it a big adventure movie. Listen, I still to this day think that they need to, in some way, hire these comic book writers to make an idea for a movie because some of these comic books have been like amazing runs that I'm like, God, if this was on a TV screen or a movie screen, like this would be phenomenal. Like, like Dr. Afra. That that one Give is me shocking. a Dr. Afra story. That mm-hmm. one is just mind-blowing to me that has not been brought to literally an archaeological movie. adventure. It's in put Indiana Jones in space. It's, Come on. She is literally that that character is so prime for a, a TV or a movie that the fact that they haven't used it is just mind-blowing to me. She's gay femme indie, and we need it on it's, the big screen. I wonder if I, and I, we don't know, but I wonder if they're waiting for Indy 5 to happen, be done with, and then maybe do it to not put them on at the same time or like have them. And I know Indy's only a year away, but like there's such large comparisons. They're under the same banner in Lucasfilm. Like maybe they're waiting for Indy kind of to wrap up, let Harrison Ford do his duty, and then they're going to switch the archaeological adventure to Star Wars and do Doctor. I mean, I would die. I mean, they just I, Jesus I with Doctor Stanton for God's sakes. Like, well, he makes yeah. sense. In, yes, in he that, did make sense, but like in that moment, and like me and Alex did talk about on our last Q and A, uh, the idea that Doctor Afra could be the one selling Luthen a lot of his artifacts <gasps> that he's selling. Oh my God! But I don't think. I don't, don't think she's going to show up, but that, oh would, my that God. would be the kind of connection that we would need. Like a very like, okay, that makes sense. And it's the right. It time would make so and... much. Why didn't I think of this? Oh my God. <laughs> Cause where's he getting this from? Oh my God. I mean, that would be a pretty cool little thing that they did right there. How old would she be though? Cause she's not terribly. That, that I don't know. Uh, she'd have to be like 14. Or, I mean, I wouldn't put it past her cause the girl's a badass, but she'd have to be like probably. 15 16 ish at that point i would say about about 10 years maybe eight years before we actually met her in her comic book series i don't know but i mean i i don't care i would love it i would say one other thing that is just i mean there's let's be honest there's tons of things that have 
been untapped for years that you're like, why have you not touched this yet? Like, it's just so prime for uh, TV or movie. I mean, mm-hmm. pod racing for one. Uh, like, Brian, don't you start. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, there's so many examples. For me, I would give anything for the Sith Wars. Like, mm-hmm. just literally. And I, to be honest, I would probably rather have it as a TV show, if I'm being honest. No uh, way. No way. You think? Make that, that okay. So I think I when would, I think of that, I immediately think of like if you can even mirror a tenth of like a Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon in that's not what these shows are set up to be like, though. That's that's and it's not there's nothing against it, you know. It but they're not they're not the Game of Thrones style that like they sure know. they cost a lot of money and whatnot, but they're not and they could make and make one. But if you were to do something like that, that is a movie theater experience yeah either you you cannot do sith wars or or force user wars of that spectacle on a tv screen can't i could see them though making the argument of like well they're doing the targaryen wars right now or yeah they're about, i mean it's true <laughs> it is true it is true so, i mean we are seeing dragons on tv but i don't think disney yeah. plus has reached the level of what like hbo's type of storytelling yet oh no 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 you know like like andor andor's a step above a lot like we're getting there loki was really great for marvel you know mandalorian has its moments with some really really good stuff but like we're going to talk about it here a little bit but house of the dragon was a banger for 10 straight weeks on a huge spectacle and they just they haven't reached it yet I, i want them to but they just they just haven't gotten there quite yet. And they're still young. Like HBO's been doing it for decades, you know? Yeah. They've been doing it for a long time. So there's just there's just so much that they could do. Like it, you don't have to stick to so close to like the timeline of like what we know. Like tap into something new. Like which they are. They're doing. Yeah. They, but... they did that with the High Republic. And it's it's kind of like Star Wars is known for having to take baby steps. Mm-hmm. on stuff like that and like i know they have a lot of things that they want to do but they're saving it for like the right creator to work on yeah. it i guess so i mean if if this right if this this report from the hollywood reporter saying that there's an official writer's room and they're you know hammering out ideas and details and stuff if that's if that's true then they're on the right path. If they have a group of people together that just aren't the typical names that we're hearing, the Favros, the Filonis, you know, those names, there are people who are actually creating really good content and they're being involved in this. And that's kind of what we need for Star Wars. Yeah. Like, we don't just need fans. We need people who are actually able to write good stories. And Lindelof, for example, getting back to that, is one of those examples. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone a couple years ago, Remember the the Watchmen craze that was going on with that series, the one season, and Lindelof was the reason because that sh- of that show. Um, so I mean, it, it gets me excited, and then you bring in someone who directed a couple episodes of Miss Marvel and what she did with that story. Um, it Marvel also interests such good storytelling, yeah, and it, it also interests me in what kind of direction they're going, right? And you know, I feel like her creative side could be very different compared to a typical Star Wars director. 
um, or creator. And so I'm interested in, and I think it said in the article that they brought her on in this process because they wanted her ideas in the writing because the script hasn't officially been written is what it says anyway. And they want her involved because they want her flair on the movie, which is mm -hmm. super exciting. So it's kind of what they're doing with Taika, right? They're, yeah. they're making, you know, Taika is going to make a Star Wars movie, but it's still going to be a Taika movie. I wonder what it would be like if they did. I, I keep imagining the what's it? What was it called? The the gallery episode for mm -hmm. Mandalorian when they had all the directors in the same room. Yeah, talking. For, about, I think that was season one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, talking about just their their plan of action for everything and how they were so collaborative with each other. I wonder what that would be like for a movie if they had just a room full of writers like that working together, I don't know. I imagine that... like the high Republic. Remember when they had that board with all the post-its on it and it was like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And that. it's, it's tough. Cause like on one hand, I would love to see a Ryan Johnson trilogy where it's just him and he get, has control of all three movies mm -hmm. from start to finish. But the High Republic is great, and that's a huge collaborative effort yeah. for Star Wars. So I don't know what I want. <laughs> uh, okay, tough question because I want to move on to Tales of the Jedi. Tough question: If you could have one, Seth Ward. You could that's not what I was going to ask, Brian. Mm. If you could have one, because there are two that are kind of like one is in limbo, one's a possibility at some point. If you could only have one, the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Or trilogy, movie, story, whatever, focus on the High Republic. Which one are you going? Oh, well, I obviously want to touch into the High Republic because I want new, I want new timeline. I want new. I mean, what if what if that's what Ryan Johnson does, and that's more than likely probably what he's doing. I I would say Ryan Johnson. Ooh. He tried and he's true. an original he makes, director, man. He makes great stuff. He does. Oh no, he, he does. Brick so, Looper knives out. The dude crushes. But for the High Republic, I don't know who they would get to like direct that stuff. I mean, yes, they would have the writers' room of all the writers currently working in the High Republic, but I don't know that anyone that they would get to direct that. You know, I don't know if they're any good. <laughs> I know Ryan Johnson makes good movies. That's true. And Andy has a good point. We we already have the High Republic stories. Um, you know, they're not movies or television shows, but we do have the stories and books and comics. And so, and then if it's just to add movies on top of that, but taking away Ryan Johnson products in Star Wars, I mean, I have to go Ryan Johnson just because like Molly said, he's very creatively original. Um, there's a reason Netflix signed him to a massive deal. And wants all of his movies. So, mm -hmm. um, and they're oh, we'll see if it happens. Rave reviews. I cannot wait for Knives Out too. Oh my god, that That's, movie's gonna it's be. Like, so... I think it's literally a month today. It's it's in it's, yeah. I think it's next month, November. I think it might be Thanksgiving weekend. No, it's literally. Or... I'm pretty sure it's a month yeah. today. We yeah, got Thanksgiving tickets weekend. for like yeah. November 25th, I think. So yeah. Nice, nice, jealous. All right, let's uh, move ahead here and talk about the one thing that we are getting this week. Uh, Tales of the Jedi is officially coming out. Um, it all drops at once. And we're getting... Is it six episodes? Right? Six? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Six Three episodes um, on Disney+. Plus, and we have two different arcs. One on Ahsoka. One on Count Dooku as a Jedi. Um, 
And we're just going to kind of preview it, talk about it a little bit. There's not much to discuss. Uh, we'll probably talk about it after it comes out, definitely. Um, but Brian, Molly, what are your guys' thoughts on Tales of the Jedi? Excited? Interested? What are we thinking? I mean, I get another Inquisitor, so you know I'm happy. <laughs> and an awesome story, by the way, in the yeah. story that that is, we already know what's going to happen. Molly's sipping her tea because she's already seen it, so I, you know. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> We are are lucky enough to get the screeners, so I I have seen all the episodes and I very much enjoyed them. That's what I'll say. <laughs> That's it. That's what you'll leave us with. Well, they released some. I don't know if they were new images or not, but they released some in- images on the Star Wars Twitter account today, and one of them was Dooku about to fight Yaddle. Oh, so, and just. Yaddle. <laughs> That's all I have to say. She's going to blow your mind. We get to see Yaddle in a fight? Oh, I'm so juiced. So juiced. I'm excited. Like, there's nothing quite like Star Wars animation, like, and especially the storytelling. It's just so good. And yeah. it's, yeah. And these two, I mean, Count Dooku is so underused for what he could have, like story wise. Like, th- I mean, there's a there's decent amount, but like not. I mean, he was in the entire Clone Wars series. Yeah, but I mean, I meant like as far as like in like things that have like oh, there's still a lot of casual fans that have never seen an episode of Clone Wars. Like, oh, but now sure. with like. Yeah. The Disney era, era, like people seem to like feel the need to watch it more. So this will put him in front of their eyes a little bit easier. Plus, not to mention, Clone Wars is a freaking task if you wanted to watch. Like, yeah, that that is a lot. So of worth it though. To do. So worth it. So, it's a lot oh, it to watch, and it's like a lot to kind of slug through. Like Are you guys still it? doing your rewatch, like your your episode watches? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're almost done. We're so close to being done. Um, but on on the subject of Dooku, I will say his stuff is really really cool and interesting and different for Dooku. Obviously, because you get to see him as Jedi, but like you get to understand his journey a little bit better. How he went over to the the wrong side. And like his relationship with Qui-Gon Jinn is, is really good too. Okay, so we know that the Ahsoka episodes are back to back Qui-Gon stuff. Well, it's an it's an arc, but the three episodes take place in different timelines of her life. Is that how the Dooku ones are as well? Uh yeah, kind of. They're a little bit more closer together. Well, actually, now I'm like picturing what he looks like. You can see visible aging on his face okay. on the different yeah, ones. Okay. So yeah. I, li- I like that. I, I like that they're kind of take because they're doing the same thing with Andor, obviously, for season two. When, when eventually we get that is they're taking a massive risk in jumping years every couple episodes, which is really cool. So I was curious if they were doing with this as well. I know it's animation. It's different, but um, it's a taste of what they could do. Um, I'm excited. I mean, it's it's Clone Wars animation which I think is just beautiful. Um, everyone knows how I feel about Ahsoka. Can't wait to see her story told again. Uh, my boy Qui-Gon, come back, kicking butt. 
but yeah, I mean, Dooku obviously is the one that you're looking forward to the most just because Brian mentioned it. His story, even though we know the story, there's still a lot of mysteries around it. And they've always kind of like cut corners with telling the true story or the real story. Uh, like we've gotten pieces here and pieces there and we've been able to put it all together. But now we're they're kind of just weaving us through the whole path, which I think is very exciting. And then he gets to fight Yaddle, which is awesome. I mean, come on. That's Mace Windu. I mean, yeah. I just more. think like if this is successful, which obviously it will be, <laughs> there they should do like, I mean, each one of these episodes is like, what, 10 to 15 minutes. You know what they should do? We talked about it, Brian, on... If you still what I'm about to say, I'm going to be mad. Okay, go ahead. They're 12 <laughs> to 20 minutes. I'd, I'd put it in Go ahead, category. Brian. It's where it just literally pick characters and do these types of things. That's what Baloney's going to do. That's perfect. No, like, I was going to use the example of Marvel's sp- special presentation. Oh, Have yeah. Star Wars do Mar- the special... Pre- like, don't do it exact, but do maybe like three episode arcs that are these 12 to 15 minute episodes in animation. You don't have to do it in live action. Do like, because we know how good star Wars animation is. Why not do make that their special presentation? And we get these on characters that people love. Like, like we got the Dooku, right? Uh, Give me a Plo the, Koon one. I was going to say Plo Koon or oh, Kit Fisto or any of that. Like all these characters that people love that want, for Jane out there, Luminara, like give her a Luminara story. I mean, we don't even no. even a Mace Windu. Like we don't even have that. Yeah. For, like about him, Barris. Jar Jar turning to the dark side. I mean, come on. Baloney yeah. has been teasing what happened to Barris for years. Like it's yeah, a man. joke. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> There's so seriously. many, and it especially even... after season two of Mando. Like, come on. There doesn't even have to be. It doesn't even have to be Jedi either. Like, I mean, there's so no. many characters that you could do that. Like that would be so cool to just have like a 30 minute backstory of Ta- like, tales of the blank. Yeah. Tales, tales of, of the rebellion. Yeah. Give me like tales of the dark side. Ch- tales Ooh. of the chiss, Brian. Oh, well I'll take anything chiss at this point, but like if I would love a tales of the dark side, like they kind of did that uh, with the comics, the tales of villainy, like when they, that series, like I think, they're so like, give me a mother talisman type. Like, give me some of that stuff. Like, give yes. me the night sisters. I would scream from the hills. Like, I there's, I mean, give me an Asajj one. Like, I mean, there's tons of things you can do. That would be super interesting to see. I mean, Tale, tales of Hondo. That's all I need. <laughs> you could easily do a hondo story give me give me some hondo story how you, i mean how he became how he is like it you could this is how you can get back on board with the knights of ren too you can even do something like this with the knights of ren yeah, yeah. Alex, and they were they were uh, poorly used obviously but you know alex's uh wild tinfoil hat theory idea i don't know the, the thing that he wants to see which i love is tarvisla's story <gasps> Show us the wow. first Jedi yes. Mandalorian and how yes. that all happened. Sign me up. Show us the in, creation in of this the dark form? saber. In this yeah. form? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, there are certain things like almost there are like I would like I kind of would rather see an animation 
like i i love star wars animation like yeah, it's same. fantastic it's same. top tier so like that would be kind of cool to see like instead of doing a live action i think i almost would probably rather prefer uh animated well it just yeah. allows you creatively to do a lot more they you know, could do it, armies it, of aliens <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you it's, it's just easier to do a lot more animated side. And I wouldn't be against my pod racing idea of being animation. Why not? Kanan would be a fun one. I mean, we kind of got Kanan's in the Clone Wars. Yeah, kind of. Or the Bad Batch, excuse me, the Bad Batch. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could do a little bit more. I'm trying to think. There's so much that we can. And Dave Filoni at this point can do anything he wants anything he mm-hmm. does literally makes rainfall from the sky for disney so <laughs> <laughs> there's so many just jedi that people like just because they look cool that like doing something like this they're like give me colin trevor the guy the guy that looks like a dinosaur again yeah. let me see that <laughs> i just want to see a dinosaur jedi like it, they there's so many little things like I'm I'm curious well, how long like a little three episode arc like this takes them to make. I would love to know that. Like start to finish, how long does that probably take someone to do? If you didn't, I don't know if his um, if that Tales of the Jedi panel was recorded or not and posted after Celebration. If it I was, think so. I think. go watch it and listen to Filoni talk about how this whole idea came about and how he kind of worked on it intermittently. And he talks a little bit about his plans for if he wants to do more. And you, you know, Filoni, he's kind of like, well, I don't know. (laughs) He's probably got like four more of these things already in the book. Haven't been announced yet. Episode shot and made just waiting Mm -hmm. to release. Um, They're probably, obviously they're, they're probably waiting just to see how this one does. uh, If it's a success or not, if people watch, I'm sure they will. It's Star Wars, it's animation. Parents are probably going to randomly throw it on for their kids, which gets views for, for the creators. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited. Does it come out Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? Is that when it comes mm-hmm. out? The same day as Andor. Interesting. We get a big old Star Wars drop this week. Hey. Yeah, seriously. Um, and they all they all drop at once, all the episodes. Are you guys doing like a live stream or anything like that on Star Wars Explained? So we're going to keep Wednesday as Andor Day, and then we're going to cover Tales of the Jedi on Thursday. Nice, nice. I think we might Brian do a and I show might called to just... Cocktails of the Jedi. Cocktails of the Jedi. Oh my god! What? <laughs> what? Jealous. Yeah, Brian and I might do a review on Apocalypse too. So, um, we might even see it on here. Who knows? No, I'm no. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week if we're all able to get to it before next week's show. Um, Jill, if you're watching, make sure you watch it this week. Uh, we, we'll be able to talk about it next week as well. So, um. All right, let's put off the inevitable. Let's talk about House of the Dragon, the thing that we're really here to talk about. Um, None of us have done any kind of review shows or anything for this leading up to this. This is our first time talking about it on a stream. Uh, The finale's in the bag. All 10 episodes are done. Uh, We are now in the waiting period for season two, unfortunately. (laughs) Especially after the way it ended. Uh, For everyone watching, this is full spoilers. We're not holding back. There's no way you can while talking about this show in its, uh, you know, just completion. Um, 
I want to start off with just with initial reactions, thoughts on the show, and then we can kind of dive into some characters and stories and stuff. Molly, I'll let you start first. What was your reaction? And what did you like, didn't like? How do you feel about House of the Dragon? As as the whole season? As a whole, as a whole, yeah. So I went into it not really expecting to love it because I, like many people, I was like so burned by how Game of Thrones ended and yeah. Daenerys' storyline. Like I, that was a great show for so long that I can't say that it... I hate it because I I love that show, but the way it ended, I kind of was just like, eh, all right, whatever. Don't want to think about that show anymore. So I didn't know what to expect, and I was kind of expecting not to like it, but I was hooked after mm-hmm. the first episode. Just mm-hmm. how they introduced the characters, this idea of the, all the time jumps. I was like, they're, they're doing these time jumps in so many projects nowadays, but like this one just kind of hits different. I don't know. Like it, it's a great way for them to tell this specific story for the Targaryen family because yeah. it is such a huge span of time, <clears throat> kind of like rings of power. They have to cover a huge span of time. So time jumps are inevitable, but seeing all the different actors, play them at different ages was so cool and just like figuring out who to root for as the show progressed and then you get the finale and you're like what (laughs) (laughs) team black team black oh yeah the greens are going down greens can just burn in hell they can burn in hell yeah it's it's uh I was, I mean, think, I think we were all in the same boat. Game of Thrones burned us uh, at the end. It was a very unfortunate ending for that show after being like the best show possibly in history Ever. for six seasons. Like it was, there, you, Game of Thrones is everywhere. Um, and so I, I had questions. I was curious. You know, I love the idea, right? We're following the Targaryens. It's the thing that we wanted to see the most dragons different side of the world or different setting in the world etc um but you're right like after after that first episode you understand what's happening you understand the players involved you understand the world they're in what's at stake and you get right away like the things that are kind of being pushed as this main plot for the entire series right it's all set up in that first episode if not the first and the first two um And the time jumps, like, I was shocked at how well done they were. Because if you're jumping that much time, like, I think it was close to 20 years overall they jumped by the time that the show from episode one to episode 10, um, maybe if not more, uh, and you do it well, it that that's a sign of a really good show and a a really well written show. It's, Um, It's so cool to be able to see all in one season of a show how generations affect each other like you start out with like Viserys becoming king Mm -hmm. and then you see him and like the other main characters their kids and what their kids end up choosing to do and then they have kids and what their kids are gonna do oh yeah and you're like oh my god the family drama here (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean literally from the first episode until the very end of the last episode it's a full circle of three generations you have Viserys being the oldest is the grandfather, and then you have Rhaenyra's sons, 
in the final episode being kind of like a huge focal point of what's happening. Um, yeah, it's, it's magnificent. I love it. I love it so much. I'm so bummed that we have to wait two years for the next season. Um, but Brian, what what are you thinking of it? I mean, as much more as you can say, uh, what did you think of the House of Dragon? No, I mean, like, it, it's, it's like I said in my tweet last night, like, it's so funny that, like, I wrote this show off so hard after watching a eight season show where seven of them were some of the best storytelling I've ever seen. And then one bad season, I was like, yeah, no, this is crap. And then you see this again and it's like, oh, yeah. This is exactly why I used to love this show. And it's just like, it's just such good storytelling. Like, it's just so there's there's nothing like it. I feel like there there's something about Game of Thrones House of the Dragon storytelling that just. It's so different than anything else. I don't know. It's literally just completely unhinged, like violence, nudity, inset. Like it's just every awful birth scenes. Uh, awful birth scenes. This show like, made us root for incest. It just yes. did. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the literal unhinged, like there is no limits storytelling, which I mean networks don't do that you're never going to see something like this from disney like ever um it's just i don't know it's just something about it that is just so different like many replicated but never or what is the saying like many have tried to replicate it but no one has like it's just it's so different like my friends that uh watch it at the same time obviously uh they were like no i'm not gonna watch it a game of thrones season eight burned burned me like blah 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 blah. i watched the first episode and i'm just like go watch it and they're like no i'm not gonna watch it and i'm like go watch it and then they watch it and they're like holy shit and like now they're like already on they're re-watching game of thrones and they're already at like the end of season three and they're like this is still some of the best storytelling ever and i'm like yeah how they ended game of thrones season eight is a travesty to how how well that show was done because had they probably done it like they planned maybe a 10 season type thing it probably would be the most untouchable show of all time it yeah, still be if, going. if they had if they had given us a villain to hate in Danny's character, yes, mm-hmm. that yeah. would have mm-hmm. fixed it. Hundred percent. Like if it would probably, I don't see any other show probably ever touching that show in my lifetime if it was done like how they, they put the it. final three season storylines in six episodes of television. It's yeah. So it, it is wild to think about when you say that. It's just incredible to think like, yeah, they dropped a bag that hard. But you know that this they ain't letting that happen again 
in this one. So you clearly gonna... learn from their mistakes. Yeah. So you're yeah, just going to get peak storytelling at all times. And I, I think this is also going to be different because this has an ending. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones still technically doesn't have, I mean, it doesn't have an ending. I think he has what, two more books to finish. Yeah. The, the books will never finish for Game of Thrones. <laughs> So if, he, if he survives that exactly long, yeah. i know that's horrible <laughs> to say but if he lives long enough to finish his own story but like i mean this has an ending you can't and if you are gonna do his story like you can't really drop the bag at the end because you have what you need to set up for and i know there's changes that have been happening already i've already seen people say oh they changed this from the book a little bit which is fine but like at the end of the day like there has to be they have a literal path with an Mm -hmm. a finish line at the end of it that if they need to this is what they need to follow so there's no dropping the bag on this one so you're just getting amazing storytelling week after week well i mean i i doubt i'm and again they haven't they can definitely drop the bag at some point they can. They could. But right now, whatever they're doing to tell the story that take place in the books, but also the changes that they have to make to fit the TV screen, they are doing very successfully. Yeah. It's clear that the two creators, the two showrunners, who, and I forget their names, but the two, the two guys that do the behind the scenes stuff after every episode, um, are working very closely with George R.R. R. Martin on telling the story and making sure that if they're changing something, that not only he signs off on it, but that it makes sense for whatever's coming in afterwards. And that it sets up like, uh, and again, this is a spoiler for the finale, but I I think I may have seen it on TikTok or I read it, but the dragon that Damon was singing to at the very end episode 10 apparently isn't supposed to show up for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess that dragon isn't supposed to pop up in the story for a little while and that's not how it happens, but they're clearly doing it for a reason. Um, yeah. you know, depending on how long the books are and how long this show is going to go for, they have to take liberties. And right now the liberties are working in its favor. The one thing that I am worried about is for uh, Queen Queen Rhaenyra now, for her to be the new Daenerys and like for mm-hmm. them to just she's not. <sighs> constantly get us to root for her. And then, you know... <laughs> Like, that's what they did with Daenerys. Like, that whole show, you were rooting for her. And then it was like, but she's the bad guy. Yeah, I think, and we obviously had a very long time with... This will be different. I think everyone is going to be the bad guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, comparing, just comparing the two real quick, uh, Rhaenyra and Daenerys. um, Like, when we were first introduced to her, she was obviously this very shy, not shy, but... This very innocent girl who'd been wrapped up in this world. And all of a sudden she became this ultimate badass, right? She was flying dragons around, taking names, uh, you know, unslaving people across the world, etc. But she always showed how violent and aggressive she was. So far, and I know it's a very short time, but we have that line from Rhaenys when she's talking to her husband, Corliss, about how Rhaenyra is the only one in the room trying to stand up for peace. Mm-hmm. Every other person in that room wants to go to war Show, and she is fighting. Yeah. She is showing the restraint. And I think, again, we have a long time. Things can change. 
But I think they're already showing us that she is very different from Daenerys in that she's trying and things could change until that last scene. <laughs> yeah. And things can change, right? Like, and things very well might change soon, but she has something in her that Daenerys didn't have, right? She can kind of hold back a little bit. Daenerys had that in moments and she showed it a little bit more when she met John a little bit later on in the line. She was obviously fighting for a very different cause, a very different cause, but the characters are a little different in the sense that Rhaenyra has been able to kind of back off a little bit. And like Molly said, until that very end, we don't know where it's headed, but maybe that transfers over in her character. Like maybe she's still able to do that in times and still able to fight for something that she cares for and that her father instilled in her. Cause at the end of the day, like at this moment, she is still that 15 year old girl that her father was telling her this song and ice of fire about like, she still kind of has that, those moments. Mm -hmm. um, but who knows? Like things could very much change. She, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. She's we'll mad. She's mad. She is very mad. <laughs> I'm so Although, mad. When so... they sent, when she allowed, sorry, Ryan, when no, she fine. allowed her two oldest to go out on the dragons to take these messages, that was a death sentence for both of them, or it might as well have been in my mind. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> the whole world hates you. So I, I live. Well, and that in Luke, sorry, Brian, don't mean to cut you off again, but Luke should have bounced immediately. The second that he saw Vagar, that dude should have taken off. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> like, like, come on, my guy, you have a monster behemoth standing there. I got to bring you, up you a bounce. tweet. So I had it spoiled for me like the second before I started watching it. I stupidly opened Twitter and the first thing that opened up was literally Vagar eating Lacerys. Oh no. And so I was like, well, and so like the fact that it like didn't happen literally to the end, I was like, okay, well that's probably the big twist at the end. Um, and oh, it's just... Here, let me zoom in. <laughs> it reverse yeah <laughs> oh wait Back i saw up. that guy on tiktok that guy's on tiktok and he did a video of that oh, he, okay cool he, yeah he was like <laughs> he was kind of like talking as luceris and he was like nope hit reverse and, like, i saw someone up. do that except it was uh you remember the old was it a vine or something i don't know where it was the guy in the wheelchair and he lights the firework and then he can't and they're like, we're in reverse, Terry. It was so, it was perfect. It, it was like, uh, yeah, the second that that lightning goes off and you see that dragon, I would have been like, here, guard, take this letter to whoever's in charge of this place because I'm not staying here for a second longer. So interesting yeah. point here because none of us have read the book, correct? We're, we haven't read the Game of Thrones no. book. Correct. So apparently, I guess Blake is a, ma a major fan, but this season was only 80-ish pages in the, in the book. Damn. Only how 80 plus Blake, pages how, of the how book. How long is this book, pa like pages-wise? Like more than 400, 800? I, I have no Well, idea. if it's anything like the other Game of Thrones books, it's got to be like 600 plus. It's like probably a chunker massive. of a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are massive. Uh, question for you two. Out of the two sons, was Luke the one that you liked the most? I thought both their sounds were kind of boring, to be completely <laughs> They're a little dorks. I, I think Jaceris is a little, excuse my language, but a little dickhead. Yeah, I mean, Lucerus was clearly the, like, supposed to be the softer, love, like, 
mom is and he was about to become the heir of dragonstone yeah Uh, like that means one of the probably daughters is going to be it now and they him and what's her name's daughter they were like crushing on each other hard damon and luke damon's daughters and luke yeah yeah. Mm. so sad uh so blake said there it's 700 but this story doesn't start until three fish. Jesus. Oh my God. This is why I will never read one of these books. It's <laughs> wild. That's crazy. Oh I my think I God. would pick Luke also, just because the other kid, I can't remember any of their names, but the other kid seemed a little. Just like, Yeah. Jace. Jace. He. He took the oath that he wasn't going to start a fight, but you saw it in his eyes that like he wants to start a fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's and definitely so... going to start one now. He's going to go for Amon or Amon quick. Yeah. I'm curious if they show it, which, you know, it's whatever if they do. I saw a lot of people complaining about it. I, it's storytelling. I don't really care. Is people were like, oh, how did they find out? They were thousands of feet above in the air and uh I'm curious if they show like how that happened. No, I don't. I don't think they'll show. I don't need it. Out. I don't no, need it. But it doesn't like, matter. People were like whatever. I mean, they they like they were flying everywhere, but they're close enough to Storm's End for something for someone to notice. Like I mean, or or just been where was it the dragon uh, bodyguards in the water? What's her What's her aunt's name? Rainies? The other one, Rainies. Did mm-hmm. was she too far she, off from there? She went to she a different went place. She went to a different place, but I don't know how close it was to Storm's End. Um, she yeah, I don't know. Somewhere I think it starts with an M. Or was that the name of the dragon? No, she her went, yeah, her dragon's name is Melise. She went to like the narrow sea somewhere. Yeah, she went to block off some ports or make sure that the blockage of of passage to King's Landing was essentially okay. Oh, I know. Which I, we're like, her. Some Starks next season. Yeah, 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 and apparently, Cregan, apparently, Cregan Stark, the person they're talking about, is an absolute badass. Yeah, um, and Blake can, or Blake and Gordon can probably speak on that a little bit more, but I guess he's a badass. I um, Henry did Cowell. really love Rainice's stuff, though. Like, her I finally, love her. I love her, her finally, her. like, realizing and bonding with Rhaenyra and mm-hmm. like basically giving her the look that like we're doing this and I'm, I, lo- I'm I love her you. character <sighs> she's those and her, her, her last two so episodes cool. yeah she looks great but her last two episodes were some of my favorite stuff from the entire season um she and it's that moment with corliss when again when she talks about like all those men in there are trying to go to war and rainira we we need to stand up for her we need to back her and mm-hmm. she's someone who talks corliss off the edge of basically saying like, no, we're not backing her. Um, and Corliss comes in like a total badass says, you got my fleet. Let's go to war. You know, yeah. like, let's do this. Uh, and and of course she's the, the heart of it. King Lannisters would go for the greens. It's of just, course, of course they were. I heard that. Of course. I was like, Those mother. Of, of course they would. <laughs> well, they have one on the council. They have one on the council. So it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think Ra- Rhaenys is really cool. I can't wait to see her in action. Uh, and her dragon, her dragon is a badass. Uh, I love Corliss. I don't know how you guys feel about 17 dragons. But... Now we're down to 16. <laughs> Damn it. We'll probably be getting me a lot more. How do you guys feel about uh, Corliss, Rhaenys's husband? I uh, love the, the Valerians. I, I, want, I want a Valerian show. 
like yeah. a C, like a on the C type. Well, well I want to see the destruction of old Valera. That'd be badass. They seem like the only people with some honor <laughs> on their name. I don't know. That's like true. they, they, they seem a little bit more put together than the rest. Uh, and like they hold very true to a lot of their tradition traditions and stuff. But I loved his kind of like switch in this episode where he was basically like, yeah, I almost got myself killed and you're right. We need to be working on this situation yeah. here. Yeah. So I was, I was so glad to see him kind of just like admit that he was wrong. I mean, he disappeared for six years, so you better admit that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could you imagine like Molly, just imagine, could you imagine if Alex just up and disappeared for six years? Ooh, the YouTube channel would get real weird. it would it would Uh, turn into makeup videos with me ranting and raving about star wars (laughs) (laughs) uh blake here says that Cregan stark will be a fan favorite uh he will have a big part in the show and is a total badass but don't want to say more and thank you for not being a dick thank you blake thank you thank Mm. you thank you um all right so we've talked about corliss we've talked about rainey's Talk a little bit about, about Rhaenyra. Should we talk about Allison and the Greens and everything going on in King's Landing right now? They're such assholes. Like, <laughs> they're the Lannisters all over again, legitimately. Uh, <laughs> they should have been burned. Rhaenys should have oh, burned man. all of them. <laughs> man, she had the chance to end everything. Yeah. To end everything. But she was like, this ain't my fight. I don't know. But I, I do, I do love that line. Good one that lights this i i now. did love that line from her of like this isn't it wasn't my war to start yeah and like i'll fight with you but it wasn't my war to start she scared him I, though yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrifying it wasn't sure. my war to start i just killed all the people in the room with my yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but no look, look i mean look allison uh amon uh we have Aegon, we have uh sir Kristen cole we have Allison's father, Otto Hightower. Uh, he probably pisses me off the most. Well, he's the ultimate villain. He yeah. is 100% the ultimate. He is, he's behind everything. Yeah, he, he manipulated the guy. What's he, his name? Oh, gross. Yeah. Who? Loris? <laughs> the guy that jerks off to feet. Oh, dude, that is. Let's not <laughs> talk about name? him. He is just, I don't care and I don't know. Blake, uh, tell us his name. It's the dude but, with the limp who has a secret, I saw, secret time with Allison. I saw a, um, a TikTok the other day it was so spot on that uh it was just like it showed a scene of the scene of uh damon and um rainiera getting it on and it's like (laughs) it flashes up on the screen it goes casual incest and then the person's just sitting there totally fine and then it goes to feet picks and the yeah. person goes oh my god this is <laughs> it's like Boo. you're okay with the incest but now it's like feet it's like that's where we draw the line yeah. Lara's strong and i guess is they call him clubfoot so yeah yeah because he's got a weird foot we draw yeah. the line at feet people incest so he's he's horrible. so he's pulling a lot of strings and but he has something over allison which then makes them have little sexy time, and well, it's, I don't now, think it's so much having something over her. That's how he wants her to repay him for his. his yeah, work. but it almost feels like Allison is kind of put in the corner, like 
like he knows something or has something on her. So she has to abide by him. You know, like that, that's kind of how uh, it feels. Well, cause he, there was an episode where he literally says, she goes, how will I be able to repay you? And he goes, you I'll think of a way. And then, so I assumed that would be it. But yeah. There. I need to revisit his storyline because I feel like I didn't catch a lot of his stuff and like, yeah, what he has, what kind of power he has over her. I know he was responsible of getting that one lady killed. The one that had like, what was it? The white worm. Oh yeah. The, the, that auto high tatter met with in episode nine that was holding uh, Aegon. She was holding yeah. Aegon. And then we saw that her house was essentially burned. He was also responsible for killing his own father and brother. Yeah. And now he's he's in charge of, and I forget the name of their house. I know Strong. that it's Strong's, but wherever the, whatever the land is called, he's now the lord of. Um, yeah, man, it's... He's 100... There you go. He's 100% our little finger. Yeah. He is 100% our little finger in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. I'm worse though. Like Littlefinger <laughs> had his moments, but yeah. I think this guy's worse. But he's going to say just... the Hightower guy, what's her name? What's his name? Uh, Allison's. Otto. Allison's dad, yeah. Yeah, Otto Hightower, yeah. Jake, you're right. He is like responsible for all of this BS because mm-hmm. he manipulated Alice. Poor Allison. Like, I don't, I don't know how old she was, but he manipulated 14. her into getting with the king and like yeah he was like behind all of this and yep. just ugh. he totally pawned his daughter off to make sure that he had power he's uh this season's uh what's his name Tyr- not Tyrion, the land main the lannister dad oh the father yeah, yeah. oh yeah. i know name? the actor name but i can't think of his name it's Charles yeah, drunk's like i don't know but it's funny because there are very there are similarities of like Little fi- finger now, we'll, we'll call him little foot, and then uh, <laughs> no, that's from Land Before Time, yeah, that's oh, Land Before well, Time. I, <laughs> Tywin, thank you guys, thank you, Tywin, Gia. yeah, yeah, yeah. Harrison. But everyone literally got four of them at the same time, and like <laughs> I know this probably happens all the time people, fathers pawning their children off for their own greed and you know to get ahead in the world and stuff like that, but just showing showing us how this all has played out and how he's still there he's still yeah the hand of the king Ugh. well and so. it's it it it's crazy because like even in this episode we got the moment where Otto brought that piece of paper to Rhaenyra that made her flashback to when they were children so Allison still has these like these feelings for their friendship and she wants to be on the right side of things but her dad and the council are just there, you know, chirping and chirping and chirping and trying to make moves. It's like that moment in episode nine when they had this plan all along to make Aegon King and she had no mm-hmm. idea, right? Yeah. They were always planning this idea. Yeah, and the guy that got his head smashed in. Yeah, that <sighs> poor guy. Sir, dude, let's speak. Okay, first of all, let's speak about Kristen Cole for a second. This He's guy, fucking- he turned the table in a heartbeat. We were, I was such a fan of him to begin with, and then he just turned. He is the worst incel. I like <laughs> what I did not see this turn for his character, but yeah, he sucks too. I was loving him with Rhaenyra in that like that forest episode when they were off doing their thing, and then all of a sudden 
because Rainier kind of AKA played him a little she bit. She did it and quit it. Get over a it. A little bit. A little bit. But I do have I kind of I kind of think that uh Rainier's oldest son might be his. I kind of feel like that a little bit. Um mm. the age matches up a little bit, but you know, that's just that's just my my theory. Anyway, yeah. the guy's a ultimate D-bag. So if this yeah. doesn't ultimate tell you that your computer electronic devices are listening to you, I don't know what does. I just my Twitter just refreshed and it says George R.R. R. Martin says that he's 75% finished writing his the second to last book. <laughs> and that it's the longest book of the entire series. Of course it is. So uh yeah, he is a sim. He she yeah. hit it and quit it and he couldn't get over it. Like it whatever. I do like though the now we're starting to see the juxtaposition of Alicent and Rhaenyra and how, mm -hmm. yeah, neither of them want to go to war. It's mm -hmm. everyone around them that's trying to manipulate them. <clears throat> and it sucks. And their sons started. I mean, it, Amon really starts it, starts it, but their sons are the ones the ultimate start it all. Yeah. Because now, I mean, there's, there's no going back. There's legitimately no going back now. The generational thing, you know, like we're seeing the repercussions of several generations of family drama. And this yeah. is about to come to a head. And it's like, it's, it's crazy to, because of what happens with the dragons at the end, this is, and like what they say about once the, we get the dragons involved in war, everything will be ash and bone. Mm -hmm. And so you see how, uh, what's the big dragon's name? Vagar. Vagar. You see how he <clears throat> kind of like, gets pissed and doesn't listen to the writer and like eats the other dragon anyways. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh shit. Like not only did he just start this war, the biggest dragon they have won't listen to him. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that new tidbit. Cause obviously in game of Thrones, we only had Danny's dragons. So they were, they, they were the three that were paired with her. She bore them from the moment they stepped out of those eggs so they were always listening to her. There were moments, right, where they kind of went off a little bit, but not like eating things or destroying things. I love the idea that even though they have riders and they have a connection, if something happens a la a dragon shooting fire at another, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the dragon's name is Erex, Arox. Mm -hmm. um, Luke's dragon did that without Luke commanding him to do it. Yeah. And... Yeah then Vagar's like, oh, hell no. Like, sorry, dude. Like, game over. I love the idea that even though that they have riders and they have a connection, they aren't fully tamed. They are still wild, the most wild beast of them all. Well, that is the mind of their own. oldest dragon. So, in probably the most war scene dragon oh, yeah, in all the sure. things. So, you can't tell me that that dragon didn't think that it was going for a hunt to literally kill. It was, it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not sitting there like, oh, we're playing with it. Like, no, that dragon was literally trying to kill him from the get-go. Yeah, 100%. Which is so. terrifying, because this might just turn into the dragon war, and, like, the people can't stand a chance. Well, I, and I'm in... Those who read the books in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the major thing that happens in the show that pretty much the whole idea of it, it's called the Dance of the Dragons. Yeah. Like, that's what everything is leading up to, um, is... The dance of the dragons is because they talked about it a lot in game. There's of a reason we go from 17 to zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, 
everything comes at a head for the Dance of the Dragons. I don't know if it's like the ultimate ending of the show, but I know it's like the biggest thing that happens inside the show. Um, I don't know how far away it is or if it's anytime soon. Um, but if we're seeing 10, 12, 16 plus dragons fighting at once, like my God. I mean, I got excited seeing the four of them fly out of the tower. Right? <laughs> but the, I mean, the Dance of the Dragons name is also referring to like the Targaryen family mm-hmm. unit mm-hmm. too. Ugh. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't wait. I'm sure it'll get spoiled for me, but in the next two years, but I don't even care. You just got to stay off TikTok. There's a lot of people who do the game. It's everywhere. I mean, it's the ending is literally said in season three of Game of Thrones. Oh, here we go. Here's Blake. Uh, Yes, the Dance of the Dragons will start next season. And now and it's not the ending. There's a lot after the actual dance. Okay. Cool. That makes me terrified, though. That means there's a lot of characters that we're not going to have after the Dance of Dragons. Because I feel like you're not going to have any of these characters. I feel like a lot. I mean, that's short time with some of these characters, man. There's only so many writers right now. There's only so many writers. Well, it sounds like there's going to be 40 episodes total. He said Martin said he wants four seasons of the show, and if they're doing Mm -hmm. four and ten, you've got 30 more episodes. What do you guys think of Damon right now? Love him. Love him. Even after you, he, he went for the chokehold. I mean, that was a little rough. Uh, I did love, I love the idea that Viserys never told him about the song of Ice and Fire. I love that tidbit. Um, such an interesting point of view to think that, you know, he held that from his little brother or that maybe he wasn't worthy enough to hear it or whatever. Um, he's definitely someone who is war driven. It's clear. I mean, it's been clear from the start that he's just a fighter. He's Mm -hmm. an ultimate fighter, but at the same time, now he's fighting for something that he actually has and that he's wanted. Um, you know, if, whether or not he loves Rhaenyra's sons, he does have two daughters, two daughters of his own. He's fighting for Dragonstone. He's fighting for the Targaryen name. Um, he steps over the line sometimes it, the chokehold moment for sure. Um, but I, I just think he's such a strong character. I, I think out of everyone, he was the best through all 10 episodes. He had his moment in every single episode. Um, and Matt Smith just crushed it. it it's it, I've never seen Matt Smith like he was in this show. Never. I yeah. Mean, outside of Otto Hightower, he's pretty much the only consistent actor through all 10. Well, even Otto Hightower goes away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I still love him and I agree like he his character has some of the best moments and a lot of them are small moments mm-hmm. which is a testament to Matt Smith's great acting um but yeah he just like and like after all the the miscarriage stuff too for him to go to tr- to choke her because he's just like letting all of his anger get to him I was kind of like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, but, and, and Aaron, Aaron says it in the chat, but we also forgot. Remember, he murdered his wife. Yeah. Well, he killed his wife. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot about that. That's why this show makes you root for well, the Well, that's strangers. why the, the <laughs> creator said, I don't know why people are cheering for him. Like, yeah, he, I mean, he, he really isn't a good dude, but he's, he's just a badass. 
it's he's had his moments, but those it's like people were for, were forgetting about the really bad moments. Those so Blake moments. says it. If people think Damon is wild this season, he's about to go off the rails. Next. Perfect. I mean, you can tell. You can tell that he is losing it, and like uh-huh. he has no plans to hold back. Yeah. With his spaghetti necked dragon. Caraxes is, awesome. is awesome. He's got a long ass neck. They call it him looks Blood like Dragon. The one for a in the, yeah, blood the worm. Sigil. Blood worm. Sorry, blood yeah. worm. You're right. Blood worm. You're right. All right. The dragon's all I love the sound blood of things. Worm. The like high pitched sound. Mm-hmm. Um spaghetti neck. And I, I could be wrong, but outside of Vagar, I think Caraxes is the most war uh war ridden dragon so far. Uh, I would say that I'm assuming that one that he met in the cave. Well, yeah, but I, I'm saying the ones that we've actually like flown around with. Um, oh, yeah. Cause I think Blake said it earlier that that dragon he met actually probably won't come into play next season at all. Well, it had um, eggs. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, cause he's not, I don't, you think he's going to leave Caraxes or do you think Caraxes dies? And then he picks up that dragon. Who says that it's going to be his. Who else do you think it's going to be? It could be anyone's. I think, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why this popped into my head, but I was thinking of Corliss again and just assuming every almost everyone in the show is going to die. I hope that Rhaenyra gets to tell him that his son is actually yes. alive. Same, same. I agree. Do you think she'll get that chance and take no. it? I don't know. Every single time I hear them talk about their kids being murdered, I'm like, he's alive. Yeah. yeah 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 it's it's i i hope i hope so or maybe maybe there's a chance he comes back somehow i don't think that's possible but maybe like maybe something let, magical happens. let our gay have one happy ending he doesn't need to come back it's rare yeah. but the best I, scenario for him is to just never show just up again out there. Just don't I, I don't think uh i don't think game of thrones is the type of show to to allow that type of thing to happen like your son is alive etc you know okay i saw curtis side rant uh i saw on tiktok the other day uh someone said that uh we saw me Day in mm-hmm. the one the lady that lit the no Mel- melisandra not me Melisandra. sorry yes yeah yeah uh, that's allison's that, assistant yeah that lit the candles mm-hmm. in the window that wasn't her you know? She's she was alive like this long. She said it in Game old. of Thrones that she was alive. Wouldn't they have gotten the same actress? I mean, not I don't know how old she was. She'd be but... like two hundred years younger. The, I've I've also seen that theory, Brian. It's very possible that we could see her. It is very possible. Maybe. I mean, I I don't I'm, if I don't see her, whatever. But it's just a fun little thing. That... I don't know if it'll happen right now with everything going on. But after like the Dance of the Dragons and stuff, I wouldn't. Be surprised if they touch a story like that. It's I, it's very possible. Yeah, I would like to see like one thing that I feel is is missing from this show that we kind of got in Game of Thrones was the magical essence of things, mm-hmm. like the magic behind what happened with Daenerys and like the mm-hmm. the sorcerers and stuff. So it would be cool to see that after we see what's gonna play out in like the first two seasons maybe three and four introduces some of that stuff uh question to kind of wrap everything up here i know that the show is specific to something 
as far as dragons of the Targaryens. But being that it is Game of Thrones, do you think that this show will ever touch the White Walkers? No. I, I don't think, think so. I think they're just the looming threat. Yeah. Because the way they introduced them in Game of Thrones is like such a such a perfect introduction mm-hmm. and, and showing how slowly mm-hmm. they kind of come in to their own. Yeah. I don't know that they need to touch on it now. But it's possible because she does know about the story, the Song of Ice and Fire, and some kind of threat of the North. Yeah, and I don't know, like, because I have, we have, I, none of us have read the books, but I'm not sure, like, how the world works as far as, and I know they did it in the Game of Thrones, but it's been a long time, of how long the White Walkers have been around, how many are there, you know, are they large right now, or are they not really a thing? Um, I'd be curious if they did something. I mean, we are going to Winterfell. Uh, so there is a possibility of. Well, we know the wall's already built. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there? I mean, who knows? Raven at this point? I think, I think it's the same guy. I think same. it's just. Always. I think it's. I think it's the same guy, but he's younger. Um, and he's played by what's his name? Uh, oh God, what was his name? Oh my God. The older gentleman. Lars. No. Uh, the dude from yeah, Soul. the guy from the Force Awakens. Uh. <laughs> Sir, um, oh, uh, Max meets with Poe. Yes, yeah, Max von Sydow. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it's the same gentleman that that is alive but just younger. Oh, yeah, that's. I right. think I think he's just the younger version of him, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. Ooh, we got a super chat. Thank you, Geo. Let's go and bring this up. Geo. Uh, unfortunately, the magic, as in with Danny, that kind of magic was a huge miracle. So I don't think we'll see anything like that. I wish that's the case. Uh, I mean, maybe not that specific magic, but maybe some kind of magic. It just it yeah. it would it would be weird for Game of Thrones to not include at least a little bit of it, right? See, now I'm actually I'll go into the minority that I kind of don't need it right now because I get the, I've got the dragons. Well, yeah, and that that's I think maybe after the Dance of the Dragons. Like maybe we kind of adventure into that a little bit, some type of story, you know. I'm not saying like I need every episode, but I feel like Game of Thrones, you kind of throw in magic with Game of Thrones a little bit. It just yeah. kind of comes hand in hand. Like just the way that Melisandre used kind of like blood magic. It mm-hmm. it wasn't like mm-hmm. rabbit out of hat ma- magic. Yeah. It was yeah. like dark, kind of ritualistic type stuff. The the stuff with Daenerys like eating that horse heart yeah kind of more like along I those still lines. haven't forgiven her for killing my gay king uh with her ghost vagina magic <laughs> oh of course the vagina like, takes out the gay guy so <laughs> I need this horror movie yeah right? ghost vagina <laughs> you know what I'm talking about the bra uh, what's his name Baratheon uh yeah I know, I know who you're talking about. Not it's uh, uh, um, it's the guy that wields R. the giant axe. Starts with an uh, R. Renly, Renly, Renly Baratheon. Yes, Renly. yeah, he was I a badass man. He was a badass. Happen. He was a badass. Um, all right. Well, any any final thoughts on House of the Dragon? Kind of where it's headed next. Maybe what you would want to see before we wrap up tonight. 
It's funny. I went, I just went on Amazon. I'm like, because I remember at one point I was like, I I was like, I'm going to read the or audiobook, the Game of Thrones book. I just looked it up. It's the first book is 34 hours. I'm not. Brian, remember you got me the audiobook and I, I never know. finished it. <laughs> yeah. I, Brian got me the audiobook and I, I down and I tried to start it. And just the way it's written, I'm like, oh God, this is going to be a trek. That this is, is my absolute trek. nightmare. No, thank you. 34 <laughs> hours for one yeah. book. Yeah. There would literally be over like, 300 hours of yeah <laughs> of yeah. thank you geo i was pissed when that happened i was so <laughs> mad um, um so what, what we want to see moving forward i mean it's what, two years away yeah i want to see dragons i want to see like the valerian fleet do something crazy yes. same whatever same. whatever they're planning for the narrow sea blockade that's I want to see be... a sea battle for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's some of the be coolest awesome. stuff. Of season eight was that fleet that the well, I mean, a lot even the Battle of Blackwater Bay in season yeah. two. I think it was season two. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. there's a lot of cool water scenes in Game of Thrones. If we get that with the Valerian fleet, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I just, I saw again. I sound like a broken record on TikTok. Like it was George R. R. Martin explaining. Spend too much time like, on TikTok, Brian. I do. I spend too much time. But it was it was actually pretty cool. It was George R. R. Martin explaining like the topography and like the graph, like geography. I didn't realize it how close Dragonstone was to King's Landing. It's literally like the one thing we didn't mention. By the way, one of my favorite visual parts of this entire season was that table. That table oh, was so cool. awesome that with the cool candles table. and the way it lit up and everything. That was a really cool way to, again, what you're speaking on, Brian, to explain where everything is and kind of how it fits into the world of Westeros, right? And because it's the same thing with something like Lord of the Rings, where the maps, like in the first episode or two, where they kind of where you're traveling from places, they're able to explain how far it is or where it is on the map. That table was able to show yeah. where the narrow sea is compared to something like Storm's End or King's Landing. And like Brian is mentioning, how close those two things actually are to each other. If you and just if, seeing it visually really, really helps. If you want, like me, like to, to kind of better understand the world of Westeros or whatever, go on TikTok. And I think it's HBO Max's TikTok where... He, it's like a minute long video of him tr just quickly explaining like the main places, at least that you need to know right now in House of the Dragon. And it's it does kind of make you go like, oh, like I did not realize it was literally they were just literally a bay away. Like the, whenever they like traveled, it always seemed like it was like yeah, weeks long trips on a boat. Mm -hmm. And it's literally just like yeah, a couple hours probably so it's like yeah. us to the bay area yeah it's literally just like a sails away so even shorter on Dragonback. yeah it's exactly true. unless true vagar comes out of nowhere and... <laughs> um all right well that's gonna wrap it up tonight everybody thank you so much for joining us uh if you just joined us for the house of dragon discussion we'd love to see you guys back mm -hmm. uh we do discussions like this all the time um on all kinds of different things a lot of fun shows movies random discussions on things happening in the world uh we would love to have you guys back joining us each and every week we are live on monday evenings 
We also have a Patreon, which we are very excited about. Uh, it's a lot of fun things happening over there at Bar Trivia. We do trivia each month with our patrons on franchises, single movies. This last month, which was yesterday, we did trivia on the original Halloween, Friday the 13th, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, we also do watch-alongs, uh, Q&A, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun over there. Go check it out. Links all in the description. And of course, you can find us all uh, on other channels as well. So we'll do some quick plugs for that. Molly, start us off. Where can everyone find you online? You can find me at Molly Damon on Twitter, at Molly Mander on Instagram, and over on Star Wars Explained. We'll be talking all about the new episode of Andor on Wednesday. And Thursday, we'll be covering Tales of the Jedi. And Spooky Streams? No? And Spooky Streams are coming back at some point. Because I really need to finish that game. <laughs> so at Molly Fair David enough. on Twitch. But I will I will always go and announce on Twitter when I am gonna stream on yeah. Twitch. So just check Twitter. Yeah. Uh Andy, the answer to your question, the poll is actually scheduled to come out tomorrow. So there will be a watch along poll tomorrow. Um Brian, where can everyone find you? Uh be of all seen on Twitter and Instagram and Apocalyx movies. We are going to talk some Black Adam and DC tomorrow. So if that tickles your fancy, come tickles on your up. fancy. Wow. Have you never heard that expression? I have not heard that expression. Tickles oh, your yeah. pickle. Yeah. I've heard tickle your pickle. I thought that's what you were about to say. No, tickles your <laughs> fancy. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will be doing that tomorrow. I think 6.30 p.m. PST. 6.37. Yeah, it depends. We'll, so, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We also do our own little Andor review as well called The Fandalorian Club. Uh, that's on Wednesday nights. If you want to jump over from Star Wars Explained to us, you're more than welcome to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, check it. Check out the Patreon, everybody. Uh, it's a really fun time. All kinds of different tiers. If you're just interested in joining our Discord, our community, we have a really, really great group of people over there. Um, they have great discussions on a lot of different things. Uh, so we really appreciate uh, everyone who just gives it a look. We appreciate it. Again, we're back next Monday. Uh, and we don't know what the show's about. We'll be back here live, and I'm sure Jill will be with us. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you guys next time.